This is Texas Soccer Radio. Texas Soccer Radio. This is Texas Soccer Radio. Esto es Texas Soccer Radio. This is Texas Soccer Radio. This is for my boys back in Texas. Once we had churches in a necklace, we found out that you gave it. All right, another Thursday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. That is podcast time, if I'm not mistaken. My name is Kyle Mankey. His name is Larry Leathers. We are here for Texas Soccer Radio. We're going to talk a little soccer and have a little fun, have some not so much fun. I don't know. We'll see where the night <laughs> takes us. But Larry, how you doing, man? I, I, I'm going to start this off tonight. I'm doing good. But I'm going to start this 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 week off with an apology to people. Um, my neighbors have decided to throw a raging party right now on a Thursday night at 9 p.m. And so you may from time to time hear yelling and music from next door. It seems to be picking up on my mic every now and again. <laughs> they I do this. The, the yelling yeah. and music that we normally rant about here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 obnoxious and they like to do it till two or three in the morning. Sometimes they're still partying at 6 a.m. when I get up the next day to go to work. So, yeah. Um, and I'm going to apologize for one more thing for everybody that follows me on Twitter. Um, this weekend, you may want to silence me after <laughs> the Swope game. Huge um, Masters fan. <laughs> that's part of it. The Masters <laughs> is actually part of it. I've got some uh, sports stuff going on. So you may hear and see me doing all sorts of obnoxious tweets about... The Masters about uh, F1 racing and at the Bahrain Grand Prix on Sunday morning, and my big event for the year, WrestleMania, is on Sunday night. So you're gonna get eight plus hours of me obnoxiously tweeting about wrestling stuff. So if you're into that, tweet back at me. If you're not, sorry, mute me just for the night. <laughs> then we'll be sorry, good. Not sorry. <laughs> I'm not like. You know this, Larry. I'm not like a huge wrestling fan, but I'm all here for WrestleMania, man. That's when the crazy shit happens. That's when like the people that I've actually heard of show up. Like I know Ronda Rousey. I know John Cena. Um, you know, is Hulk Hogan still doing doing anything? He, no, he's no, not, he's. Oh, they they, like the they fired thing. him. Yeah, no, they fired him a few years ago. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's my we bad. don't go down that road. <laughs> that's my bad. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll get an Undertaker appearance this year. It's kind of sketchy right now. We'll see. Tiger's doing really well. VJ Singh showed up. You know, it's VJ came out of nowhere. I was actually watching all day today. <laughs> Man, I I was talking to my wife about the Masters earlier about watching golf on TV, and I get that some people like it. I'm not trying to hate on it, but for me, it's like the perfect like nap like if i want to take a nap on a sunday i'm putting golf on the tv because you get like the little bird sound effects you, you know it's just so relaxing i love it my wife was asking me what i actually got out of watching golf this morning while we were eating <laughs> breakfast and i had it on what do any of us get out of watching sports i don't know <laughs> but speaking of falling asleep a zero zero draw for san antonio fc Ooh. In LA, um, brutal, brutal match to watch uh, both ways. It wasn't just San Antonio that was um, not quite playing the game they wanted to play. So um, first off, if you're listening to this on the on the podcast version, hop on Periscope next week, Thursday, 9 p.m. Join us. You can hop in chat. Periscope chat. Hey, I see y'all. Let us know if you have anything you want to talk about. But 
Um, that match against Los Dos, not the most entertaining, not the game that either one of those teams wanted to play. And I think it was highlighted by the fact that there were seven goals scored in the opening match of that doubleheader, um, which you know was obviously the LA Derby. But what were what were your general takeaways from that before we dive deep into specifics? Of the main game or of our game? Of, of either, yeah. What your your take on the <laughs> LA day? <laughs> oh man, the the first game had our got our hopes up so high for a reappearance of the same thing in the San Antonio and Galaxy Two game, and we did not get that. That was a severe disappointment. Um, but the LA Derby was a hell of a fun game to watch. Yeah, I'll give you that, man. That was a hell of a game. Should we just talk about that this week instead of the USL game? We'd have more to talk about. Holy crap. <laughs> um, yeah, I I kid. Like, objectively, looking at the whole season of work, getting a point on the road is good. Yes. Uh, Los Dos is not a pushover like they have been in the past. They are not a layup like they've been in the past. So coming away with a point on the road is still pretty solid. Um, it just wasn't the most entertaining soccer. And I think that's pretty objective. Um, I, I feel like the problems that the club has been having, um, you know, with their attacking, connecting on the attack uh, was present again in L.A. And the difference was that the defense was able to disrupt what L.A. was trying to do. Um, so they, they came away with a point. You can't complain about that. Uh, four points through three games is still a pretty solid start to the season. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. It, it's hard to rant about 0-0 zero, zero draws a lot. The one thing that I did see, sorry, I, I no, you're right. ready to talk. I totally just cut you off. But all the confetti and shit that they blew out in God. the first match, um, which, yeah, which delayed the the kick when they threw streamers onto the goal. But it, a lot of that confetti was still there. And so I yeah. wonder how much field conditions played into that because not only was a match just played there like moments before, uh, but you also had all this debris on the field. I know I saw at least once where Chris Tierpak looked like he slipped on some confetti right outside the penalty box. And um, you just kind of have to wonder like how much those field conditions played into everything because it was definitely both ways, I felt like, right? Would you agree that it was both teams that were kind of not on their usual swag yeah and you know what that confetti was present during the main game too like the first game so it's not like we didn't see players do well with it um but yeah it was rough having an hour in between the two games there was clearly little to no time to clean up the field but before the before our game that day i don't I didn't see too much slipping and sliding. There was a little bit. The tear pack thing was there um, for sure, but it didn't seem like it was too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, anyway, I don't, I don't want to rant on that since we don't really know. But um, looking at the stats on the game for San Antonio FC, four shots, two of which were on target. Um, and then, of course, you have the penalty kick that was not converted by Ever Guzman in the 21st right. minute. Um, which is, is obviously pretty frustrating. <laughs> I, and then uh, San Antonio goes down to 10 men in the 77th minute when Mikey Lopez picks up his second yellow card. Which was uh, bullshit. It kind of looked like bullshit. Didn't Dude, it? I, I went back on that frame by frame earlier today and Hamilton sold the living shit out of that. Like, yeah. 
if there was contact, it was so little that it wouldn't have caused what happened. And the only reason was it, the only reason he got the card was because it was on the goalkeeper. Yeah, like, he sold it. He took us down to ten men. It's bullshit. I wish they could overturn cards on review, but they don't do that crap. So, um, and yeah, I see what is Aaron screaming off the line in in uh, Periscope chat. And you're right. Yeah. The the penalty kick that Hamilton was off his line, and he it should have been a re kick. It definitely should have been a re kick. Yeah, it was it was not subtle at all. He was pretty far off his line, and I'm not sure how that was missed by the official at the time. Um, you know, there's a lot of judgment calls in officiating. There's there's a lot of things that make that job hard. But when only one player is moving or only one player is supposed to be moving, um, you should be able to make that call correctly. So pretty disappointing. Um, but, you know, it's what you get when you only have four shots the whole game. I, I, I don't know that. San Antonio could really expect more than that um, with the attacking performance that was put in. Um, the the red card or the second yellow card. My biggest issue with that is it felt like the ref was reacting to the reaction of the goalkeeper because it was so minimal if there was contact that there's no way that any of those officials would have seen it or been able to clearly make that call. Right. Um, maybe you know. On a second yellow, maybe Mikey shouldn't have been that close to a keeper. Um, we saw that in the St. Louis game where he was already on a yellow card and was still making really strong tackles. But it, I would almost prefer to see a player pick up a second yellow than play at 80% for a significant amount of time. I mean, we've already pretty well established here over the last few years that the referees that USL uses <laughs> are suboptimal at best so this sort of call doesn't surprise me at all yeah i mean it, and it wasn't the only call there's several bad calls throughout the late the league this week we're going to talk about some of that later but yeah i i just don't expect anything anything more out of those refs at this point especially when it's us playing because I, I do feel like there's a well, we play aggressively we do we play yeah. aggressively but we're at the top of the top of the board for cards <laughs> and it's 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 a problem. It's a real problem. Uh, thankfully, this week, though, the defense was the bright point. They yeah. uh, they saved our asses multiple times. And I know last week I complained a lot about Mike Seth. He did not look nearly as bad in this game as he did last week. I didn't realize it was such a hot take for me to say that he wasn't an awful player. <laughs> like, I, I didn't realize people felt so strongly about his first performance. But, yeah, I agree. I, I thought that. You know, he looked more comfortable in L.A. than he did against St. Louis. And, you know, I, I still think that he's the third best fullback on the team and the best option if Greg Cochran or Darnell King missed time. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't realize that that was so controversial, what I said last week until I saw the Twitter reaction. Oh, yeah. The hot takes like that are why Twitter hates you, man. <laughs> Twitter does hate me, I'm going to be honest. I'm okay <laughs> with that, though. Um, thanks to Tulsa, San Antonio does not lead the league in yellow cards anymore. Um, Tulsa has racked up 15 yellow cards. Um, a couple of which came in that absolute beating that they took against Orange County. But how far behind the, behind them are we? Not much. So Tulsa has 15 yellow cards. Vegas has 12. Orange County has 11 and San Antonio comes in fourth with 10 and, uh, upcoming opponents, Swope Park Rangers right behind at nine. 
Well, and, and there was those stats would include games that happened on Wednesday night. So Tulsa played Wednesday. I'm sure they racked. I don't know how many they racked up in that game, but that probably helped their cause there too. So in the top 10 teams in yellow cards, Cincinnati has six, which puts them at 10th. And uh, he, uh, sorry, I just got distracted. Uh, Cincinnati has six cards and that puts them at 10th. The top nine teams are all from the Western Conference. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Maybe <laughs> maybe the refs we're getting or, uh, you know, West Coast, Best Coast is a little more aggressive. I don't know what's going I don't know. on, but fun little fact for you. Um, breaking news. So we can officially talk about, uh, I'm just going to drop this here and we can talk about it a little bit later when you have time to process it, Larry, but um, finally got official word. Um, Jose Escalante. So oh. he uh, was not available. Obviously he was suspended for the first game because of the red card. The next two games he was uh, uh, wasn't available for the last two games because of ITC issues, which is uh, transfer uh, within FIFA. It's uh, oh. transfer issues. Um, so that's why he wasn't available for the last two games. However, he is available for this week against Swell Park Rangers. That answers some questions right so, there. There we go. Breaking news for everyone watching on Periscope. <laughs> Boom. Um, so yeah, so we'll have, uh, Jose Escalante to choose from, uh, we'll see if he makes the 18, if he makes the 11, all that stuff, he's looked healthy in training. So I, I don't know why he wouldn't at least make the 18, but obviously a very competitive spot. So anyway, talking about LA versus SA, um, just the, the real quick things here is the yellow cards are adding up. Mikey Lopez is obviously going to miss against Swell Park Rangers because of the second yellow card he accumulated. Um, he is also at four yellow cards for the season, which means his next yellow card, he'll miss a second game as well. Right. So super fun times there. Um, so early in the season, man. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Um, and then uh, King picked up a yellow card in stoppage time at the end of the game. Tier Pack picked up a yellow card. And uh, then LA picked up four yellow cards as well. So, And, of course, no goals. Um, man of the match was Ryan Rishindle. So there we go. With uh, his 90% passing completion yeah, percentage. Man, that's man. insane. Was it, was it, yeah, it was. It was like eighty nine point something. I was gonna say it was even higher. I feel was like it? he only missed one pass, and it was like a chipped pass. Like it wasn't particularly accurate. So, yeah. Anyway, well, if I'm messing that up, I apologize. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anything else you want to talk about with that game while I tweet out our little breaking news here? No. Let's keep moving here. Cool. I'm actually not going to tweet that out. Periscope viewers, you're getting an exclusive there. Everybody else can wait. F them, right? Um, really quick, Aaron just asked, does USL still forgive a yellow for five games of good behavior? Yeah, the problem is you have to get to five games of yeah. that without a card. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if, if Mikey Lopez plays five matches um without picking up another card then he'll be down to three for the accumulation total um that's so tricky man 
we're yeah. four games into the season. Like he's going to get suspended again. So that's that's brutal. Man, At least one more time. Years. That just popped up for me. Oh, so yeah, good question though, Aaron. Um yeah, there there is a good behavior incentive, but it's pretty tough. Um, so San Antonio plays its second home match of the season this weekend against the uh, very difficult to beat Swope Park Rangers. Um, how are you feeling going into this, Larry? Um, if the defense that we had this week shows up, I think we'll be okay. I hope we'll be okay. Hopefully we'll have Cochran back and maybe McCarthy available. Um, but yeah, if the defense that we had this week shows up, I'm not super, super, super worried about Swope Park coming out and putting on a show. I think the other big thing to think about here with Swope is uh, it's their second game this week. They played Wednesday night. yeah. So they've got two games this week. Um, they did call down eight players from Sporting KC for that game, and they had a bunch of Academy kids playing too, so who knows what we're going to get when they come out our way. Yeah. <laughs> could be more of the same. It could be a whole different lineup than what they had Wednesday night for sure. But uh, them playing two games in four days definitely helps the situation. Yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to see what the roster that they bring down is going to be. Um, the 23s should be released, I think. Do they get released Thursday night or Friday night? I can't remember, but we should Friday have... Friday night, I think? Yeah, maybe it's tomorrow night. Um, we should have an idea ahead of time um, what they'll look like, but that's tough when you've got eight players from MLS. And it's not like they're loaning down their starters or anything, no. but they're MLS starters, but it's still frustrating from a planning standpoint because you have no idea what that team's going to look like. So you you have an idea, the play style, I guess you could say, but um, yeah, it's it's a little tough there. It's not the easiest thing to plan for, but that's so many of these teams in the league with the two teams and them sending players back and forth. It just kind of comes with the territory at this point. I thought Jimmy Nielsen was the Swope Park Rangers head coach. Did something happen with that? Um, Pablo Nagamura on the USL website. Anyway, um, either way, whether <laughs> whether it's him or not, <clears throat> Swope Park has given safc trouble every year since they've joined the league so um yeah he's not an okc i mean I hell they've they've played four games swope parks played four games so far this season they've put up 10 goals between those four games two of those games they put up four goals so it's i mean they're gonna come out shooting um the positive i don't know if it's a positive or a negative here but um what six seven yeah, seven goals against them, so maybe their defense isn't totally short up. Um, yeah, we're going to miss uh, having Mikey there, but maybe we can have the Guadarrama and Guzman connection kick off this weekend and put some goals in the net. If we've got Escalante back up there, we know he can uh, set things up for us and, and tier pack as well. So it's going to be a hell of a game this weekend either way, and it's going to be cool. I don't know if you've looked at the weather. Like yeah. The high that day is like 60 rough. degrees, so it's going to be perfect soccer weather. I said it's going to be rough. It's because I'm thinking of my kid's game. I have a, My son is playing a game Saturday morning, and it's going to be like 45 degrees, and I'm not ready for that. So 
that'll be fun. But yes, the SAFC game, which we are talking about, um, it's going to be a beautiful night. I, I won't be there, uh, unfortunately. Somehow USL has managed to schedule a home game on my wedding anniversary for two years in a row now. So um, this will probably, hopefully, be my only game that I'm missing, my only home game that I'm missing for SAFC, but we'll see. I didn't realize you weren't going to be there. Happy anniversary ahead of time. Thanks, dude. He's so sweet. Um, yeah, so Jonathan Check will be there. I'm, Larry, I'm assuming you'll be there. So I will be there. Um, you can follow them on Twitter at CheckJFooty and at LarryLeathers87. Um, that, that'll be a great way to see uh, what's going on in the game if you can't be there in person. Um, speaking of Jonathan check, I want to shout him out really quick for an article he put up on 210soccer.com yesterday on Wednesday night. Um, it's an article, it's a deep dive on the SAFC defense and he gets some really interesting quotes from players and coaches and staff. And, um, it's one of the more expansive pieces that we've had in a while. So highly, highly recommend checking that out. Uh, 210soccer.com. It's Jonathan checks latest post. Um, very, very well done. And I, I hope you guys give him some love for it because he deserves it. He's killing it over there. It was a hell of an article. I read through it earlier today. He he goes really deep in it and it's yeah. good. He breaks it all down. He did a great job with it. Sorry, I, I couldn't help myself. I just tweeted out the uh, Jose Escalante stuff. Super profesh. Do it. It's fine. <laughs> Do it. Anyway, anything else uh, about Swope Park or L.A. Or, or anything in the past? I think we're good. So you got anything? Oh, I should say um, we saw that I believe everyone was participating in training today on Thursday. Um, so I now participating in training does not mean 100% healthy. Um Specifically with Stephen McCarthy, Cesar Elizondo, I don't expect them to be uh, available for selection on Saturday. Um, but they're training and they're participating in training, it looked like. So that's great. It's and, a step in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. And Connor Presley looked like a full go. Sonny Guadarrama looked like a full go. Um, Greg Cochran was out there for almost the entire time we were there. So. Uh, he may be back or, you know, he may get subbed on or something just to ease him back into action. No reason to rush it. Long, long season. Um, but yeah, it, it looks like SAFC might be getting past their little injury bug that plagued him at the beginning of the season. And, uh, you know, Jose Escalante will be available. So it'll be interesting to see what this squad looks like. I'm excited for it. I'm not. Yeah, I am. I can't <laughs> wait, man. You just got to convince the wife to watch the game, at least from home, and it'll, it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm gonna. that's not her, man. As much as I love soccer and love this team, uh, I'm pretty excited about our plans. So we'll leave it there. <laughs> but I will watch it on replay because I want to stay informed and all that. But looking at the USL West, incoming opponent, Swope Park Rangers, tops the West, uh, four games played, nine points, one from them. Uh, Orange County SC is in second, also with four games played, seven points. Um, Phoenix Rising in third with three games played, seven points. Vegas follows them also with three games, seven points. Sacramento, same stat line in fifth, 
Fresno has played four, got seven points from it. Uh, Salt Lake City's only played two, and they have six points. St. Louis has played three. They have four points. And San Antonio in ninth place, just out of those playoff positions, uh, three games, four points from them. Um, Not too worried about that at all so far this season. I don't really... I don't start worrying about like when do you start worrying about standings? Because for me, it's not for a while. No, it's we we need to start worrying about that like middle of summer. Because yeah. if things are falling apart by middle, if things are completely falling apart by middle of summer. It's going to be tough to claw and kick your way all the way back up to get into playoff position and, and in a good spot. So let's start talking. You know, July. Yeah, yeah probably. White Phoenix 52 on Twitter Periscope said uh, USL show pegged San Antonio FC as a team to watch because of the health concerns. So our, our good bros over at the USL show, keeping an eye on the Alamo city for good reason. I still think this team is dangerous. Um, Just got a few growing pains there for sure. So if you are (laughs) Raj says he's worried as, as he should be, as he should be. Um, from here, if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, um, you're going to hear a little bit of post-training audio with Chris Tierpak. Um, sorry, Periscope friends. I just couldn't get it ready in time to have it ready for broadcast. But um, it's real short. It's just a couple minutes of uh, some post-game media scrum. You'll hear several voices in there. Uh, Mark from KSAT, Benji from SoySAP, and myself. So... Um, yeah, you'll hear that if you're listening to the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. We will be right back. I mean, we got, you know, we got two games coming up, you know, that are going to be home. Um, and they're against two good opponents. You know, every, every game in this league is, is a battle. And, you know, we're going to come in and do what we have to do. And hopefully we can get two results. It's obviously still really early in the season, but you got four points through three games. Uh, how do you feel that this team is coming together so far? I think we're doing well. You know, I mean, first game, we try to look past that. But uh, since then, we've had positive results. I mean, in a, an away game, get a point on an away game, it's, it's, it's good for us. You know, those points are going to matter down the line. And you know, hopefully, you know, we can win all the home games. So hopefully this weekend's good for us. You guys played Los Dos uh, right after LA Galaxy and LAFC played. What was that environment like going into right after that derby? Uh, that was pretty cool. I mean, we got there right as uh, Ibrahimovic subbed on, so the crowd went wild, and we we're all trying to watch it. But you know, we had a game to get ready for, and uh, we took it seriously. And coming up, uh, Swell Park Rangers at home, a team that's given San Antonio FC trouble in the past. Uh, what's your mentality going into that? Uh, just 100% focused, and you know, going to stick to our game plan, and hopefully, you know, we can get a result. We know they're a good team. You know, I think they're sitting on in first place right now, and uh, hopefully, we can knock them off. Chris, talking about this weekend's game, you know, Saturday, you expect the fans to come out full force. What, what can we see new this Saturday from Chris Tierback? You've been to both War Machine. <laughs> we underestimated you. What do we have for us this Saturday, bud? Uh, well, hopefully, you know, hopefully I can continue the trend and you score a couple more goals. But, you know, just, you know, every day I'm going to come in and bring, you know, 100% mentality focused on the game. going to do everything I can for my teammates out there. And hopefully they do the same for me. And uh, we'll get a, hopefully we'll get a win. Talking to our fans directly. How much do you love these guys cheering for you this week? It's huge. It's huge. You know, in our last home game, you know, they made the difference. You know, we were down 1-0, came back on 1-2-1. And, you know, as soon as we got the first one back, I knew we were going to come back because they had our back. So, it was huge. Thank you. So, um, let's see. Where do you want to start? 
Indianapolis? Is that a good place to start? Let's just start at Indy. Felt like the place to be. What happened in Indy this weekend? Um, lots of stuff. They <laughs> brought 17,000 people out to, to sit in uh, Lucas Oil Stadium for their first home game, which is one hell of a crowd for, for that first game there. Yeah. I hope they keep it up. Me I truly too. hope they keep it up. Me too, man. Like, there's some there's some jealousy issues there. Like, I wish Toyota Field was at eight thousand plus every week, but um, man, seventeen thousand for a team that's been around for a few years. Granted, it's a venue change, but and a league change. But what a way to freaking introduce yourself to USL. <laughs> um, I mean, if they keep that up, then that's you know, that's the new Cincinnati right there. That's the new team to watch as far as home field advantage, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you, I mean, you saw what I pegged at the beginning of the season. My pre, my preseason predictions was we were going to see them in the championship game. So I, I, I'm expecting big things out of Indy this year. Yeah. Not just attendance-wise. <laughs> that's going to be real tough when the Central Conference finally comes into play. And, you know, San Antonio ends up with, Cincinnati and Indianapolis and God knows who else. We got lots of indie stuff this week too. So then we've yeah. got, yeah, go ahead for it. Go for yeah, it. Like half our, half our rundown uh, is of indie stuff, which we'll tweak a little bit because of some late breaking Cincinnati news. But um, I just wanted to shout out the uh, supporters section in indie for the TIFO that they brought with uh, 11 from stranger things. It says you better run. Um, and even got a retweet from the actress that plays Eleven, Millie Bobby Brown. So uh, very cool for the USL to be on, you know, the radar of such a culturally relevant young lady and just a, a badass TIFO man. <laughs> like, Yo, they did a great job with it. It looks amazing. So good, man. So we good. need to up our game there, man. Like, I hell. really. So if I had time and money and friends, I would put together a TIFO of the Ralph from The Simpsons eating paste and just have it say, <laughs> I'm a ranger. For oh, God. Because <laughs> of the one from Kansas City where it says I'm a sporting. Uh, yeah. Anyway. But I have none of those things. So I do have paste. Maybe I'll go for a little snack. But uh, yeah, good job, Indy, with that. Less of a good job here. Um, a brutal hit just delivered by Jack McInerney, uh, who ended up getting suspended for it retroactively. But in the match, there was not even a foul called um, where he just beautiful spear tackle. Um, you know, he murdered I, Kenny Walker, like <laughs> absolutely murdered Kenny Walker. Now, I know, I know there's supposed to be some backstory with this. I didn't go back and watch the game itself, but I guess there was some pushing and shoving going the yeah. other direction between those two just prior to when this foul happened. Yeah. Uh, but God damn, that ref was six <laughs> feet away from him and watched him get murdered and didn't throw a card. Oh, like, what is going on? I mean, he knows the NFL draft's coming up and, and just wanted to make sure he did that <laughs> highlight reel with 17,000 fans watching. Um, yeah. And the Cleveland Browns select. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um just brutal like it definitely deserved a game i think um even if there was shit going on before that even if he didn't mean to hit him that hard um you freaking knocked him out like how how do you not mean it when you drop your shoulder and just completely level a guy like that's the the 
theory that I've seen floated out, I think it was on the USL show, actually, that I heard this was maybe he was going to just make a little shoulder to shoulder contact and, you know, at the last minute, took it a little too close. Um, but you still did it. Like, it didn't yeah. matter if it was intentional or not. You fucking broke a man's soul. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that they gave him one game at least. And hopefully, you know, I'm not trying to call for anybody's job. Hopefully that referee learns from this and moves on. And I feel like part of the reason it wasn't called was because it was so early in the match. If I'm not mistaken, it was only the third minute. Yeah, four, uh, yeah third or fourth minute. Third or fourth, yeah. So... I know refs tend to swallow their whistles there. We we may have seen that earlier with Diego Restrepo, um, you know, getting a little little jumpy there. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. I don't want to harp on the refs too much, but at least the USL went back and got it right. I'm, I'm just glad he survived. <laughs> Did he? Jesus. Do we know? Yeah, he's, he's apparently he's okay, uh, but God. Oh, man. It's a scary um, hit. <laughs> still still not as bad as the romeo parks hit where he went in like a freaking power ranger kick yeah spikes to the back um but not close. as bad as that but not that far behind it either isn't parks back in the league didn't somebody sign him like pittsburgh he, or penn yeah. or somebody i don't know if he's in the league this year but he got picked up later in the in the, the season last year unbelievable man <laughs> like uh, I was about to say, uh, never mind. I'm not going to make, yeah, fuck it. I've already gone this far. I was about to say, man, at least San Antonio <laughs> isn't picking up anyone that's kicked someone in the back. And then I remember mm. why Jose Escalante had that red yeah. card to start mm-hmm. the season. And anyway, we've just got goalies that throw punches. Okay. <laughs> not for a couple of years. Maybe yeah. that'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, let's, let's move on because we had, Sticking in that Midwest drama, we had some late-breaking Cincinnati news. Um, we need to get a little sounder to play whenever um, whenever we have MLS expansion talk. We need to have like a siren that goes off or That's, something. So. I will work on a soundboard this week <laughs> so that we have that, that option, okay? Um, so this tweet is from Amanda Seitz, um, who works for WCPO in Cincinnati. She tweeted out a statement that you can find retweeted on our social media accounts uh, from FC Cincinnati, basically saying that uh, Oakley is not a good fit for MLS because of the distance it is from the urban core, and that um, while they've had support in Newport in Northern Kentucky, they haven't had a deal done there yet. So basically FC Cincinnati's stadium situation is sounds like it's back at square one, right? Am I reading that right? And being overdramatic? It sounds like they've got nothing. (laughs) It sounds like they've probably got some pretty pictures drawn up and nowhere to put it. (laughs) But at least they have renderings. That's right. I don't know. It's expansion stuff is ugly. We still don't have that second team from the first round of two. Sacramento is supposedly getting closer to finding their their billionaire to help fund the team, but nothing solid yet. And since he's fallen apart and we're not in consideration and Detroit doesn't want an MLS team, they, they're perfectly happy with what they've got. Man, they've, I mean, they've got a good thing going. I I don't know what to, I don't know if when when or if we're going to get another team. 
yeah. we were talking about this earlier. Like, yeah, like it may be that these other three finalists just drop out, <laughs> and it sucks. Sacramento has no money. Um, Cincinnati has no stadium, and Detroit doesn't have support. Doesn't have a team. Doesn't have a stadium plan that would be any good. Um, like, how how do you end up with these as your finalists? Like taking San Antonio out of it for just a moment, you've got San Diego that's still trying to get something done. You've got Phoenix where it sounds like everything is done um, for the most part. Close to it. Yeah. You know? And, and Tampa, it sounds like everything's done. Um, I don't know how you end up with Detroit, Cincinnati and Sacramento and none of them are ready. Um, Aaron says, you don't get a slot. You don't get a slot. No one gets a slot. <laughs> Oprah of USL or of MLS rather. Um, it, it's just frustrating. It's disappointing at this point. This is easy for me to say as someone who lives in Texas, but at this point, I'd almost rather everyone go back to square one and, you know, not try and fit this square peg into a round hole just for the sake of staying true to their word because it's already april like yeah they've already dropped the ball on announcing it before the season started just just put the running back together and 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 come up with a new group of four to six teams that are competing for the next three slots at this point and and go from there have nashville be your team and then figure out the next three (laughs) white phoenix says dat miami progress though Uh, We talked about that last week and there hasn't been anything new since then. Yeah. Yeah. I won't dive into that unnecessarily, but uh, I mean, at least, yeah. Anyway, the, the MLS expansion is absurd and this is all going on while their attendance is terrible. Um, You know, obviously Seattle's killing it. Atlanta's killing it. Toronto's killing it. uh, Several teams are doing all right. Right. Then you have other teams where there's nobody there. Like Columbus, didn't Columbus announce like 11,000 or something at their last game? I think it and, was less than that. And, you know, Philly looks awful. New England looks awful. Dallas and Houston don't look great. And I don't know how this league gets valued the way that it does. It's all futures based when, you know, <laughs> I like, I like where. San Antonio FC is at right now. Obviously, I would love MLS and to get the top tier level of player talent and referee talent and all that, but it's not, the grass isn't that much greener from everything we're seeing. No, it's just bigger budgets at this point, bigger budgets and bigger stadiums that may or may not be filled. Yeah. (sighs) Well, on that depressing note, let's call it a night. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so we'll keep an eye on Cincinnati and on Sacramento. Um, I've seen some things about potentially Anthony Precourt getting paired up with Sacramento since they just need an investor. But mm. I would think that if he wanted to go to Sacramento, he would have said that he wanted to go to Sacramento. Um, that would be an interesting move. Michael says on Periscope MLS bubble question mark. I don't know. Maybe Maybe. I say all that, but then Orlando sold their shares for like almost double what Forbes valued them at. So money talks, I guess it's worth whatever people will pay for it. But I don't don't know that people know what they're paying for. Um, 
side note before I forget, uh, ESPN Plus officially got announced this week. Yes, it did. Um, it kicks off April 12th, and in the $5 a month, or I think it's $50 a year, MLS, the equivalent of MLS Live is included in that price. So if you want to watch every MLS game, you'll be able to do that for $5 a month or $50 a year uh, from ESPN Plus, as well as a ton of other stuff. Still no word on if USL is going to be included, though. Um, only rumors so far. I saw one one uh, outlet reporting that they would, but in the actual ESPN um, statements, no sign of USL. So, I'm sure we'll find out later this season if it's if it's true. Yeah, I don't. I plan on getting ESPN Plus, so it's not a huge deal for me. But um, I would I would think it would be better if it stayed on YouTube and stayed free for everybody, as opposed to you know trying to shoehorn it into this other coverage that people may or may not care about. I mean, the, like we talked about this before. If it means better broadcast quality i'm all for it otherwise i'm fine with it being free yeah free is good i I mean we couldn't we couldn't get a a scoreboard for the first what 10 minutes of the game this past weekend (laughs) they put it up there right after we tweeted i know it was sure they weren't watching (laughs) so um let's see one of the (laughs) some of the other things we're going to talk about here um this latan goal the Cristiano Ronaldo goal, just spectacular highlight level shit. Zlatan was all over Sports Center, uh, yeah, just everywhere. <laughs> so no, Sports Center was all over Zlatan. It was it Zlatan Center that day. <laughs> Sports Center, but with all Z's instead yeah. of S's. Um, man, it's <laughs> I love I love his cockiness, man. I I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> like I love when athletes are just freaking out there and you know that's that's Latan all the way he's got the skill to back it up so you do yeah. you man just <laughs> clearly he has the skill to back it up after the performance he put on in what 20 minutes worth of this game yeah just insane man like and and then uh, right after that you have Cristiano Ronaldo with a ridiculous bicycle kick um we were kind of joking around who did it better, Cristiano Ronaldo or Rafa Castillo, uh, in that 2014 soccer ball performance. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm partial to Rafa personally, but did, did you go back and watch it? The Ronaldo goal or the the, the Rafa, Rafa goal? One? Yeah, because I linked to it in my uh Hudson River Blue article, which I guess we should talk about too eventually. But anyway, your point, uh, yeah, no, I it. The Rafa goal, the Rafa goal is good. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but it seemed like it was a big, a, a bigger product of luck, and it, you <laughs> no, know, because because no. he because he kicked it and then it hit the post and it kind of just got a lucky bounce backwards <laughs> into the goal. The Ronaldo goal was just pure yeah. skill. God, it was sorry. so pretty. That was all right. Oh man, I have to mention too. Christian Eriksen had a freaking screamer of the goal in in Premier League play against Chelsea last week, and I don't think that got the love it deserved just because Tottenham isn't, uh, you know, Zlatan and Christian Eriksen isn't even Harry Kane, let alone Ronaldo. But um, anyway, lots of great goals, and that's that's just so dang fun to watch. (laughs) Yeah, it's an easy way to get people interested in soccer. Uh, I don't know. The <laughs> they were such good goals, both of them. I don't even yeah. like. I think I'd take the Ronaldo one over the Zlatan goal, but 
the Slaton goal was pretty as hell too. Yeah, man. I I would go Slaton just because of the the scenario of all of it. His premiere and in a derby and everything else. I I don't know. I guess Champions League is kind of a big deal too, but <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Speaking of big deal tournaments, world class prestige, Gold Cup. Um, that's coming up. And Copa. <laughs> and Copa America, <laughs> which um, the U.S. men's national team has been invited, uh, allegedly, reportedly. I, I can't remember if it's actually official or not. I've seen somebody talk about it. But um, it looks like the U.S. men's national team is set to potentially play at the Gold Cup and at Copa America, sending an A team to the Gold Cup and a B team to Copa America. Um, any strong feelings on this, Larry, of next summer's potential tournaments? I mean, I like watching Gold Cup games and Copa games, so I mean, I'll be interested to watch it. Hopefully, we see some good things. I don't know how much uh, incentive they're going to have to, you know, pull Pulisic over and everything like that, but it might be another one of those, let's see some more developmental players and see what they've got. Yeah. I feel like the Gold Cup at that point, I feel like that summer at that point is going to be that crucial time going into World Cup qualifying um, for the Qatar World Cup mm-hmm. um, in 2022. Uh, I feel like that's the time where we have to stop doing these meaningless lineups and start getting the guys who are actually going to be playing. So, um you know, I, I would hope that Pulisic would come and play in the Gold Cup, especially being in the summer if Dortmund's not doing anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I I don't really care about Copa America. I know it's the more prestigious tournament, but I don't want the U.S. to miss out on this World Cup. Uh, yeah. I know the chances of the U.S. missing a World Cup after 2022 go way down because of the expanded field. <laughs> But um, I really don't want to have to wait until 2026. God, that's so long ago. Or so long from now. It's bad enough missing one, let alone two. Yeah. So as, as prestigious as the Copa America may be, and, you know, let's not, let's not fool ourselves. Copa America wants the U.S. because the U.S. brings money and yeah. easy viewership and easy advertising. But... Um, I, I just want what's best for the national team and what's going to get them to the world cup. And to me, getting your best 18, 23 guys together and putting them on the field together is what we need to be doing by next summer. So, well, we need a coach and a GM first. So yeah, those are kind of important. Huh? See if whenever that comes together, then, but you're right. We, we need to be putting together meaningful lineups by that point. If we're going to be ready for 2022 yeah. to go play in the desert, yeah. I, mm, yeah. Talk about I have strong man. feelings about that location. <laughs> well, I'm right there with you, man. I, I'm not really down with slave labor or yeah. bribes or anything to do with that 2022 World Cup. Much like I'm da- not down with um, all the corruption in Russia and how that's yeah. going to go down. But, you know, more suckers for soccer. And what are we going to do? With everything going on right now, maybe it's better that the U.S. men's national team isn't in Russia. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's not the worst thought. Um, Yeah, man. 
that's a whole nother topic, but yeah, not doing that one tonight. <laughs> yeah. I, I am not drinking the right beverage for that. Neither this am I. Earl gray is not going to get me through that. Um, let's jump into Twitter questions here. Um, Harry says, uh, could MLS screw up this expansion process anymore? Sac Republic, no money. FC Cincinnati, no stadium. Detroit, not the right team. SAFC pulled out because of Austin slash Columbus or other reason. No one is left. Phoenix, Tampa, that's about it, right? North yeah, Carolina, I guess. Had a those bit. three. Yeah. Um, and then he says, but but that is not podcast material since we don't need an update of MLS expansion. Sorry. We already did that. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> you should know better than to give us ideas. Um, what is the best use of marketing money for SAFC in SA? That's a really interesting question. I, I I saw this one like right before we went on the air and I didn't get a chance to give it much thought yet. I don't know. What what do you think is the best use of marketing money? Taco truck. They need an SAFC branded taco truck. They need to drive that thing all around the city, just giving out tacos. There you go. I, mean, I can what, get behind that. Right? I, I mean, I, I can't even get them to come over to my side of town when they're giving away free swag driving around the city. Right. They yeah. super ignore over here by the SeaWorld area. <laughs> SeaWorld area, want? Alamo Ranch. There's tons of people out here. It's a huge expanding area. Nope, they don't come over this far. You don't live in uh, the La Quinteria, La Quinteria era. Jesus Christ. Area? <laughs> area. Um, or the 1604 and 281 area. Nope. Or the Pearl or Alamo Heights. Yeah, those, are, yeah. those are all the places they normally hit. I don't live there. so Giving away all those. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that. Fuck it. Already this far. Giving away all those free tickets to the needy in Alamo Heights. Um, anyway. <laughs> best use of marketing money for SAFC. <laughs> Uh, on a more serious note, not a taco truck. Um, I That's a really difficult question because it really depends on what you're trying to get. San Antonio is such a um, family-oriented city that, you know, we've both worked at places that cater to families specifically because mm-hmm. of that and military um, for, for the same reason. And so that's an easy go-to. Um, but if you're trying to get that millennial crowd and the, you know, 20 and 30 somethings that are going to jump in with Mission City or 210 Alliance, then, um, you know, maybe <laughs> like, can you get like a pirate boat on the Pearl or not on the Pearl on the Riverwalk? Damn it. I'm doing a joke again. Um, I don't know. Just something <laughs> that gets younger, younger people, I guess, would would be the thing. Something that shows it's a professional team and, and not just you know i mean it sounds like they need to get more bars involved and 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 have more big things going on with that for for the college aged kids and the millennials it's charlotte independence that is uh opening their own bar i believe yeah see like something like that <laughs> michael says frank Tayu on billboards that'll do it <laughs> let's get billy forbes up there too i mean let's i hate going back to phoenix but they've got their own milk like yeah They've got Phoenix Rising branded milk bottles. Like the the sky's the limit with what you could do marketing wise. And if I've seen anything on social media, people go out there and hunt down those bottles when they get yeah. delivered to grocery stores. I mean, something it, 
other team they have a beer too like hell i want to say all these ideas they've already got it like yeah phoenix we need to be doing it man phoenix is doing a great job marketing wise and we need to do more <laughs> stuff like that as sam sam doer jumps in chat here oh great here Shout we go sam. um yeah phoenix is killing it and you know i don't think that's just because of droga either they you know they have it on the golf bag and the milk and like there's just phoenix rising stuff all over and that's a city a huge metro area that has nfl nhl mlb um in that city as well so they have real hats too oh, man. they have real hats new I era mean, logo new era hats with with nice logos on them it frustrates me so much and i'm sorry soccer factory hot I, sauce too sam what the- <laughs> <laughs> i i know the soccer factory does its best but it's so frustrating um seeing some of the safc merch it's a lot of it's not very good um i will say the latest batch of t-shirts they came out with are pretty sweet but they're um, a step in the right direction yeah i do like the newest ones but it's it's not great before that anyway yeah maybe that's where they should spend money is clothes like badass clothes that are more than just the crest um anyway I, I mean, I've like, I've got a bunch of shirts with the crest on it. I don't need more of that. I need more different, yeah, different things. That's all you have to do, man, is get a shirt with the Fiesta colors and throw a badge on there, and that'll sell like crazy because that's all people want. And if you're not going to do it for the NBA team, do it for the USL team. Well, like the the Rampage do themed jerseys throughout the year. Why the hell aren't we doing the same thing? You know, they have the military one and they have a Christmas one and they, you know, we should be doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. So limited edition jerseys auction off the ones for silver and black give back that the players wear. It benefits charity and you know, we get some, some, some cool stuff out there. There's the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life on my wall right now. I don't, I don't know what to think about that. Sorry, I got super distracted there. <laughs> yeah, man, the like the Miami United kits with the Fiesta colors, just something cool, something different. Um, I do like the new kits though with the the red stripes. No, the new uh, kits are really good. They they truly are. I just want more. What has, Harry says, what has to change for the attack? Putting players in the right position, bringing Escalante back from the closet. Um, Escalante coming back might be a step in the dire- in the right direction, and hopefully we'll see that this weekend. I will definitely post a starting lineup sometime this week, a week later this week before we get there. Escalante will be in it. Hopefully, um, are you okay over there? You survived. Sorry, I had to get rid of it before it got away. <laughs> I'm fine when I can see it, but it was starting to get behind a bookshelf, so I had to go take care of it. As far as what else has to change in the attack, I mean, it's it's just building, building together, building a team that works well together, and it's just going to take time. Yeah. Um. I know we saw what some of the potential was in the preseason. It's just everybody starting to mesh. It's going to come with time. I don't think Mikey Lopez was brought here to play the role that he's been playing. I think it's been a product of Elizondo and Sonny being out for injury. So, um, I think as the season goes on, we're going to see players in different roles than we have so far. <laughs> Did you say playing Tulsa or was that just Sam? Because, <laughs> yeah, playing Tulsa is going to increase the attacking production for sure. I, did I say something about Tulsa? I don't I don't think I said anything about Tulsa. I couldn't tell. My headphones were off for a second. Sorry. I said Escalante. Shout out to Sam I don't know. there. Um, oh, spider bro eating your bugs. Poor spider bro. <laughs> um yeah so 
we'll see what happens with Escalante. I'm interested. Um, Connor Presley has looked really good this year, and uh, obviously Chris Tierpak has as well. So I, I did chat with Connor for a little bit today um, for a feature that's going to be up on 210soccer.com um, later, probably early next week. Um, but one of the things Connor Presley said is he feels comfortable playing any attacking role, so not just on the wings. So um, maybe we see him shifted inward when Escalante gets back. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you fit all these guys in. but That's yeah, always but, been the question this whole time is how we were going to fit everybody on the field at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Aaron writes in, with all the new podcasts, y'all need to set up a FIFA 18 pod off. Um, I suck at FIFA, I'm going to be honest. I love playing it, but I'm so bad. Maybe we make it Rocket League. Is that... Is that on the table? I, I, I think Rocket League. League. Yeah, Rocket League would be better. <laughs> Especially like that way you could have, you know, the smaller teams. I feel I feel good about Rocket League. Anybody wants to play us on Rocket League, get at us. Yeah, we'll definitely play Xbox though. Xbox. Rocket League yeah. on Xbox. Although no, they have crossplay, don't they? So we should be able to play on I other. It, right? Yeah, we should be able to play people on other other things. Ah oh, man. Anything else you want to talk about, Larry, or Periscope? Anything else you want to talk about before we call it a night here in just under an hour? Doing all right. Yeah. Nothing. Quiet. <laughs> Speaking of quiet, I'm glad your neighbors didn't uh, get too rowdy. I haven't heard anything. I haven't, yeah, I haven't heard anything. Shots or anything, so pretty solid night for them. Switch version is crossplay. Mm-hmm. There we go. Could play it right here while podcasting. We've got those. Yeah, we could do that some way, somehow. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Um, I had fun this week. I hope you did too. I know this is a little, a uh, little bit of a different episode than normal, a little more casual. But um, again, we uh, are on Periscope every Thursday night at 9 p.m. If you want to join at TX Soccer Radio. That's the easiest way to get your comments and questions and all that stuff in here. Uh, you get little breaking news tidbits like we had earlier on, uh, you know, the, the whole Escalante thing. And I think our other breaking news on the podcast is related to Escalante too. So yeah, yeah, this, this is Escalante soccer radio. So anyway, thank you for joining us. Um, some minor changes might be in the works. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but uh, hopefully you enjoy listening to the show and, and you'll continue to enjoy listening to the show. I don't know. Anyway, anything else, Larry, before? That's it. That's all I got. Cool. Well, I've been Kyle Mankey. He's been Larry Leathers. Thank you so, so much for listening, hanging out on Periscope, sending in your comments, all that stuff. We will catch you next week. Take care.